People of the Book on 101.9 High FM. And now for everyone who's listening, we have at school holidays at the moment for most of the children of the community. And I decided what to do during school holidays to bring my children in. They've read a whole lot of books that have just been released into the South African book market. And they've read them. If they... If they've enjoyed the book, I wanted them to share the enjoyment of the books with the listeners. So we're going to start. Ami and Aliza are going to take it in turns to talk about the books that they've read. And if there's a bit of time left over, I will talk about some of the books, some of the kids' books that I've read to their younger siblings who can't read yet. We're going to start with Ami. And Ami is going to talk to us about the first book on his list, which is called The Novice. The Novice is book one of the Summoner. It is a series. And it, the book the, the, per, the person that wrote the book is Taran Mathuru. Mathura? Mathura. Only his... And it's about, only, and it's about, Fletcher is just an orphan, training as a blacksmith's apprentice, when he discovers he has the rare ability to summon demons from another world. Now, one of the gifted few, Fletcher will be taught the lost art of summoning at Vaucan's Academy. Fletcher must endure deadly lessons to gain control of his gift and prepare the end of year tournament. That will determine his fate in the Empire's war against the Orcs. But sinister forces infect new friendships and rivalries grow. But with no one but his demon Ignatius by his side, Fletcher must decide where his loyalties lie. The fate of the Empire is in his hands. So that is the, the novice. It's the first in the Summoner series. And... From the time you got it, how long did it take you to read that book? Uh, one and a half day. That, there's a whole series. So what is your approach to the next book? I want to have it now. Okay, so that's for people from about the age of 10 and over. That's the Summoner series, and the first book is The Novice, and it is available. And now, Lizzo, what do you have? Grandma Dangerous and the Dog of Destiny, a hilarious new seri- adventure series begins. Grandma Dangerous. A stolen dog, 30 pounds of biscuits and a hot air balloon ride to Australia. Nothing is dull when Grandma Dangerous is around. Ollie's dad has gone missing, but Grandma Dangerous is on the case. If it's about a dangerous grandmother, does the book come with a warning? Yes. Do not warning. Do not give this book to your own grandma, or she might get ideas. So, how did you find the book? Did you enjoy it? Yes. Is it funny and exciting altogether? It's funny, exciting, and crazy. <laughs> and crazy. So that's Grandma Dangerous and the Dog of Destiny. And your next book? Embassy of the Dead. Leave your love at the door. Leave your life at the door. Thanks. Written by Will Mabbitt. Warning. This book proof contains ghosts, lots of them, a severed finger, an internal void. Read on if you dare. What's the, what's the book about? It's about this boy called, named J- called Jake, and he, ha- he opens a box with a finger in it, and he has to return to the Embassy of the Dead. 
And is it scary? No. Not so much. Is it exciting and funny? Yes. Are there ghosts? Lots. Are they funny? Yes. And um, does he get to the embassy of the dead, or do you think that's something we should leave all the listeners to discover on their own when they read the book? Yes. <laughs> Jake usually likes to stay out of trouble. But when he opens a strange box containing a severed finger, trouble comes knocking at his door. Literally. Jake has summoned a ring pad to drag him to the internal void. Yep, it's as deadly as it sounds, and his only option is to run for his life. And from there starts a very exciting yes. book, and that's called The Embassy of the Dead. Now, the next book Ami has... Second book in the series, it's called Twice Magic. It's written by Christina Cowell. It's the second book after The Wizards of Once. And it's about... This book is about... This is a story with two heroes. The girl, Wish, is a warrior, but she has a strange and powerful magic that works on iron. The boy, Zar, is a wizard, but he has a witch stain on his hand that may be impossible to remove. Imagine the age of an age of giants. It was long a long time ago in in British Isles, so old I do not know it was the British Isles yet. When the country was was all wildwood and there were two types of humans fighting in the woodlands, the wizards who had lived in the forest as long as memory and were as magic as the wood itself and rode on the backs of giant snowcats and the warriors who hunted the magic down with bright swords and fire so they could build their forts and their fields and their new modern world. The warriors were willing for their weapons were made of iron and iron was the only thing that magic would not work on. In the story, a young boy wizard and a young girl warrior who I already spoke about earlier who were both cheerful and hopefully full of good ideas, but they had been taught since birth to hate each other like poison. It is a tale of how they met, learned to be friends, and to see things from each other's point of view. And it really wants to be a happy story, but unfortunately, in the course of their last joyful adventure, they accidentally let the kin witch out of the stone we had been imprisoned so safely for century upon century, and the witches had returned to wonder of the wildwoods. Now, I do not want to scare you, dear reader, but witches had feathered wings and acid blood, and every clawed hand in that ended in five talons, as long and as last sharp as freshly sharpened swords. Which would be fun if they were well-intentioned, but witches were the kind of evil that hates all good things and eats the hearts of robins and wants to destroy the, the world and everything in it. The kinwitch commanded them all. Nobody knows where the kinwitch was now hidden, but I do. I want the boy, thought the kinwitch in cramped, wicked thoughts. I want the boy who is very nearly mine, for he can help bring me the girl who has magic that works on iron, for if I get that magic, I shall be invincible. But fear not, dear reader, this must be impossible. Zor has been imprisoned in the great prison of Gorming Crag, and nobody gets out of Gorming Crag. Which now may not be very nice for Zar, but it also follows as not follows day. The kinwitch and his witches cannot get in. 
And as for Wish, Wish is scary, mother. The Great Warrior Sarkrax has built a gigantic wall across the entire western edge of a kingdom. A wall so high that even a launch Debaha Walker giant, which are very, t- which are, they are very tall, couldn't see over it on their tiptoes. To protect people, her people, from the attacks of the witches. So our heroes can't possibly meet each other. Or the kin witch. In a story as short as this one, it was extremely unlikely that they would ever have met in the first place. It happened once, but surely it couldn't happen twice. And that is the Wizard of Once Twice Magic. And did you enjoy the book, Ami? Yes. And if there's a third one, will you be will you be waiting for that to come out next year? Of course. <laughs> we'll be back with more kids' books from Ami and Alisa straight after this ad break. People of the Book on 101.9 High FM. This is People of the Book on 101.9 High FM. And because of school holidays, we're doing kids' books. And we've got Alisa and Ami in the studio. And Alisa's got the next book. Now, all of these books, I mean, Alisa have read all of them. They're not going to talk about a book and recommend a book that they haven't read. So if they're talking about it, it really kept them up late at night while they were reading with torches under their duvets. Mm-hmm. Next book, Alisa. This is a book called The Wild Magic Trilogy. The first book is called Begone the Raggedy Witches. When witches kidnap Map's dad, she must journey to their home to save him, and so begins a fantastical adventure for of ramming crows, talking cats, and outlawed magic. For witches, Barrow is a dangerous place, ruled by a tyrannical tern- queen and a, her band of terrifying enforcers. Pale, cold, and relentless, the raggedy witches will stop at nothing to keep it to keep order. Who wrote the book? Sinan Kernan. And what do the authors call her? Ireland's answer to J.K. Rowling. And did you enjoy this book? Yes. And if it's the first in a trilogy, there's two more to come out. Would you want to read the next two? Yes. So that book is called Begone the Raggedy Witches, and it's the first, as you said, in the Wild Magic Trilogy. Who's up next? Homer's Iliad and Odyssey, retold by Gillen Cross. The Iliad and the Odyssey are two of the greatest pieces of storytelling in the world. For almost 3,000 years, people have been spellbound by these tales of the Trojan War and the adventures of Odysseus. But are they true? And who wrote them? The Mystery of Troy. 300 years ago, most Western scholars thought the Trojan, that the Trojan War was just a story and that Troy was, inv- was an invented place like Narnia and Hogwarts and Oz. But in 1870, a rich German called Heinrich Schliemann excavated a mound at Historic in Turkey. He dug straight to the bottom of the mound and he discovered the remains of a city with huge walls and wonderful golden treasures. These days, Historic is more than six kilometers away from the coast. But in the late Bronze Age, it was by the sea, just as Troy was described in the Iliad. Schliemann was sure he had discovered Homer's Troy. He was right and wrong. Modern archaeologists believe that the Mount Historic is indeed the site of Troy, but it is not a single ruined city, but at least nine cities, each one built on top of one the, on the one before. Because Schliemann dug straight to the bottom of the mound, 
The city was discovered. He just dis- the city he discovered was too much old to be one of the Iliad in the Iliad. Homer's Troy was probably the sixth or seventh city on the site. The sixth city was a large and important. It was control. It controlled the narrow entrance to the Black Sea, which made it well for worth fighting over. And some part, some part of the seventh city seemed to show sites of burning. Human body bones and bronze arrowheads have just have been discovered there. So maybe there was a real Trojan War, the mystery of Homer. What about Homer? According to ancient tradition, he was blind. He was a blind poet. But they, but they, but that may not be true. He may have been described as blind simply because blind people were thought to have special insight and power to foresee the future. We can't even be sure his name was Homer. We do not know he did, we do know that he didn't invent the stories that make up the Iliad and the Odyssey. These stories were probably told and retold for more than 500 years before they were written down. Homer uses repeated phrases like swift-footed Achilles, woolly Odysseus, and wine dark sea. These have survived for days before writing was invented, when storytelling was the only way of preserving history, and poets used repeated phrases to help them remember what had happened, what they had to tell. So if Homer didn't make up stories, why is he so famous? Why do we care who he was? We care because he wove those, these, those traditional tales together into an echo, epic poems full of suspense and emotion. He was writing for people who saw the world very differently from us. We don't share their attitude to religion or their glorification of war, but the Iliad and Odyssey still excite us and make us think about what it means to be human. That's real, wonderfully mystery. We don't know how it happened, but somehow thousands of years ago, a man whose name we couldn't be sure of sat down at a time we don't know exactly, in a place we can only guess. Write poems that are still powerful and moving today. And how, did, and how did you enjoy the, 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 the retelling of the Iliad and the Odyssey? It was good. And, and did, did you see how they could become the body from which the foundations, from which so much fantasy and, and adventure quests eventually came from? Yes. So did you enjoy reading the book? Yes, of course. And cross to Aliza, you have a book called... Race to the Bottom of the Sea, written by Lindsay Eagle, who wrote Hour of the Bees. A young inventor, a ruthless pirate, and a secret as deep as the ocean. When tragedy strikes and budding inventor, Fidelia Quayle is kidnapped. She faces her greatest challenge yet. The infamous pirate, Merrick the, Merrick the Monstrous, demands that she, she rescue his most precious piece of treasure, lost on the ocean floor. When the Navy, hot in their heels, Fidelia realizes that something other than black-hearted greed is driving Merrick. Can she piece together the mystery and master the perils of the sea before it's too late? You showed me a very interesting... Uh, quote at the beginning of the book made up by the author because it's by one of the characters in the book. But can you share that quote with us? Yes. With its astounding monopoly on Earth's surface, some 80% 
of blue, and its collection of our, our most beautiful, bizarre flora and fauna. It's a wonder we don't name our planet Ocean, exploring an underwater fairyland with Dr. and Dr. Quail. And how did you find the book? I found it good and exciting. And the Did it make you appreciate the oceans a little bit more? Yes. So that's a little bit about a little bit of environmental awareness together with a very exciting adventure. Ami, you have a book that looks very exciting. The next book I'm going to talk about in the last is called The Darkness of Dragons, written by S.A. Patrick. In our world of dragons, sun spells, and papers, papers and battles, Patch Bratwater is a boy in disgrace, thrown in jail for playing a forbidden spell. He has no one's idea of a hero, but only he knows a deadly truth. The evil papa of Hamlin is on the loose. So it's up to Patch, with the help of Ren, a girl cursed to live as a rat, and Barva, a fire-breathing dragon griff, to stop the papa of Hamlin unleashing the catastrophic ends of the scars. Three accidental ver- heroes versus one legendary villain. An epic adventure born in time, inspired by the part papa of Hamlin. That, that's a very exciting book. This is not a tale of our own world. It is a world like ours in many ways, but where dragons live in their own lands, wary of humans, one with sorcerers, light and dark, one where papas can control things around them, merely playing a song. Yet tales of the other worlds can reach us sometimes. All it takes is a little magic, and papas have always known something that for us is easy to forget. There is music... There's magic in music. Listen. And that also is the beginning of a series of books. And it's the first one which is going to be out and right now is called Darkness of Dragons. We'll be back with a few more kids' books just after this ad break. People of the Book on 101.9 High FM. This is People of the Book on 101.9 High FM. And because the school holidays, we've been talking kids' books for the last 20 minutes. And I've brought my children in. They've been mentioning all the new releases that they have read. Uh, all of these books have also been, pictures of all of these books have also been posted on our People of the Book Facebook page, and they've also been reposted on the Ha Kids page. So if you are a parent, or if you are a child, or if you're a grandparent, and you want to read, or you want to get your children or your grandchildren to read, and you want a few ideas of what they can read, all these books are available in the shops. Just go to People of the Book on 101.9 Ha FM on Facebook, or Ha Kids on Facebook, and you'll see the full list, all the covers of all these books there, and they'll give you some inspiration to get reading. And now, Lisa, you've got two more. This is a book called Mirror Magic, written by Claire Fayers, author of The Accidental Pirates. Welcome to Waz, the only town left in Britain with a connection to the magical underworld. When 12-year-old Ava meets Howell in, on the other side of a of a mirror, the two are quickly drawn into a mystery to discover why the enchantments are that link their towns are disappearing. But it's hard to distinguish between friends and enemies when magic is involved, and Ava and Howell soon learn that it can be very unwise to mess with mirrors. 
And you showed me that there's a very interesting letter, which is part of the book at the very beginning. Uh, well, there's two things you want to read from the book, including the letter, yes. These are the terms of the covenant between the human world and the unworld. The fair folk will withdraw from the world and take all the magic with them to form their own realm. Yet the human world must not be left wholly without magic. Magic mirrors will be created two by two, each pair forming by a doorway between the human world and the new unworld. Any person may cross through if invited from the other side. Furthermore, the unworld will supply all magical goods and services requested through the mirrors. While the mirrors stand, so shall this covenant. If it ends, the unworld will end with it. What is written must come to pass. We don't have enough time for the letter, but that the book, it's called... Mirror Magic. Mirror Magic. It's, is it for boys, girls, both? Both. Both. And the last book that you've got. Oh, okay, I'm going to go penultimate and you'll go last. I've got a book which I read to a younger child who's only in grade one, so he can't read the book by himself. And it's called The Lost Magician. It's by Piers Torday, who's won awards for his uh, children's books. And the book in many ways is uh, inspired by, and it's a homage to, the Narnia, the Narnia series by C.S. Lewis. It's 1945. They have survived the Blitz. But when Simon, Patricia, Evelyn and Larry step through a mysterious library door in a countryside manor house, it is the beginning of their most dangerous adventure yet. They discover the magical world of Folio, where an enchanted kingdom of fairy knights, bears, and tree gods is under threat from, an, from a sinister robot army. The many stories of the library are locked in eternal war, and the children's only hope is to find their creator, a magician who has been lost for centuries. This is The Lost Magician by Pierce Today, and it's also a great, great continuation of the Narnia uh, children's fiction uh, tradition. In the last book, we've got a two, one and a half minutes. Aliza. Cat Wolf Investigate, written by Lauren St. John. Cat Wolf loves her new home in a delicate Bluebell Bay, especially since it comes with a resident wild cat. But when she starts pet sitting for pocket money, she finds that beneath the town's perfect surface lies some dark and dangerous secrets. After a parent owner vanishes from his clifftop mansion, Cat turns to a new, be- new friend, Harper Lamb, for help. What began as a mystery-solving holiday, fun t- quickly turns deadly for Wolf and Lamb. Can they count on their unruly animals to save their lives? The first book in the new Wolf and Lamb mystery series, from best-selling author Lauren St. John, the sequel Cat Wolf takes the case in- is in- out in 2019. So that's our show for today. We had Tracy Schwarzen from Jonathan Ball Publishers with a beautiful list of books, including Washington Black, which is shortlisted for the Booker Prize. And we've gone through about nine or ten kids' books that have all been read, so we can vouch for how good they really are. That was ten, eleven books, eleven kids' books. And until next week, it's good Shabbos, it's Chag and keep reading.